Beatrice Spills the Beans on Codependency is a codependency recovery, emotional awareness, and exploration podcast. B is a mom, social worker, and recovering codependent, creating a space for like-minded people who have similar experiences to help empower and cheer each other on. Join B on her journey with emotional exploration. Welcome to the second part of the two-part episode, Signs Your Relationship May Be Codependent. I am talking about signs that your relationship may be codependent because I posted these points up on my Instagram and I received a lot of questions back about this post. So I just wanted to go a little more in detail and kind of clarify questions for those that may read these and little red flags come up and they just want a little more information to have a little more clarification. Fourth sign is it feels like an emotional roller coaster with a lot of extreme highs and lows. This is, I mean, I, I wonder if that is the definition of a toxic relationship, like insanity, insanity. My ex, when he would fight with me, he would always say insanity is doing the same thing over and over and talking to you and being with you and being in this relationship is insanity because we just keep doing the same thing over and over. And it was yeah. Yeah. You break up with me. You leave so that you can have a chance of get scoring on some drugs or some ladies like or you, you know, you need to get your addiction needs met. So you're going to fight with me so that you can go and do that. Like, yeah. Yes. And then let's think of my end of the street, the extreme highs and lows where that I felt so emotionally insecure and I didn't have any boundaries. I just had no emotional regulation. I had no emotional toolbox, no regulation. And so a lot of the highs and lows were brought on by me as well because I just played into the game and I added fuel to the fire and I... I wasn't in a place where I was stepping back and looking at my behaviors and I kept getting on the same ride, the same carousel ride going in the same circle for six years. I still haven't decided if we're together for five or six years, so I probably say we'll say both. I don't know why. Maybe I'll just stick with six. Um, it felt like an eternity <laughs> at the time. Your feelings reflect the feelings of your partner. You blame yourself whenever they're upset. <sighs> I just want to just mic drop right now. Boom. Hit you with it. Tell me, if you're codependent and you're listening to this, I bet you that hit you right in the gut. I'm going to say it again. Say it for the people in the back. Your feelings reflect the feelings of your partner. You blame yourself whenever they're upset. I was the perfect candidate because when my partner, my ex-husband did things wrong, he never took responsibility. He got arrested for resisting arrest because he was wasted and tried to fight off police officers and somehow he turned it on that it was the police officer's fault. This was like the case with everything. So every one of our fights, I would tell him how he hurt me. He would go and think about it and then he would come back and tell me how I was wrong. He could never own his side of the street ever. And so I was the only one owning up to things and trying to change things. I was constantly trying to change things because I thought that I needed to mold myself to be something that he needed. And 
I mean, I did the same thing with my parents growing up. I was the emotional support for both of my parents at a very young age. I did a lot of code switching where I was just, I would mold myself to be whatever they needed in the moment to make them feel better. I did that with my brother when he went through a breakup because it hurt me. It hurts me so much to see people. It Well, I think I'm, I've built a, a little bit of an armor as I've grown, but in the past, when I would see people I love hurting, it would hurt me so much that I felt like I had to make myself into something to make them feel better. And so that carried on into my first marriage. When I wrote in my codependency journal that I've been talking about, I wrote a lot about how I'm controlling and I'm driving my ex-husband away because I have trust issues and I, I don't know why I can't trust him. Well, now getting out of that and getting out of being manipulated and and shown this facade of of a false reality that was just painted for me to to play along i see why i had those feelings and instead of doing a little investigation on why i was having those feelings i just blamed myself and put everything on me and if he wasn't happy i wasn't happy if he was in distress i was in distress I didn't only become his caretaker financially and in other areas, his emotional caretaker. I I was responsible for his anger and for his happiness. And if he wasn't happy, it was my fault. I remember distinctly getting in the car with him and throughout our relationship, his road rage just was getting increasingly worse. And one time he was in a state of road rage and he turned to me and was like, I was never like this before I met you. You made me a crazy person. You made me have road rage. And I had seen that his road rage was getting increasingly worse. But now I believe that he just went through a phase of not showing that side to me. And it just started slowly coming out. But that was just a part of him. I don't feel like I mean, I just, I'm not going to take responsibility for his issues. Like I have, I have to take responsibility for myself and that's a big enough job. So I'm not going to take responsibility for that. When I left, well, he left me, let's not get it twisted. He broke up with me. But when I moved out because I had to be the one to move out, he called me crying because he didn't know how to pay bills. He was 31 when we moved in together. That, I mean, that should have been a freaking red sign. He lived with his dad and we moved in together and he moved into a house. We found a house to rent with roommates and he's 31 and this is my first experience. And he, you know, so by the time we had broken up, he was 34 and he's crying, calling me crying because he doesn't know how to pay bills. And I set him up for failure because I did those things for him and I'm, I, I didn't follow, like, I just left without teaching him how to t- pay bills at 34 years old. Like, I didn't make him pay me my deposit back on my rent because I was so, like, I felt so bad that I had left him hanging and I didn't teach the poor baby how to pay rent and pay his bills. So I didn't make him pay my deposit and I told him he can give it back when he moves out of the house. Well, that didn't happen. Never got that back. Lesson learned. The last and final one. 
Interests, hobbies, and connections outside of the relationship fade. So this one is to do with isolation, I think. This is where it hits home with me. Abusers love to isolate. I, by the time I was at the end of my marriage, I had a big rift between my best friend and my mom and I, and it was, I don't know, you know, I know that my mom and my best friend had a really hard time watching me go through my marriage. I lost myself and they had to watch me become pretty soulless. And so that wasn't easy to watch. Came to a point where he caused this rift between us because he didn't want me to talk to them about our issues. He would tell me that they were saying things to him and taking his side on things and making me, you know, I don't, I can't say he was making me feel, but he was setting the scene for me to feel betrayed by them. And I fell for the bait. And same thing with the fraternity I keep talking about. Every, you know, I always got along and had great conversations with the the guys at the fraternity. And he would constantly be telling me the things that they would say behind my back and making me feel super uncomfortable to be around them. And then when I would go over there, I would be uncomfortable. And so it kind of would become a reality and I wouldn't talk to people as much. And they, but they would always try to talk to me and everything was fine. And now after things had transpired, which I will, you know, I will get in in future episodes. I'll get into some stories about that. The fraternity was where he would go to try to get girls. And so he didn't want the guys at the fraternity to like me and get close to me and ruin his perfect setup. And he didn't want me to, you know, he didn't want them telling me that. And, and he just didn't want them to have a build a relationship with me. When I was in my marriage, everything, you know, I became, I became actually really good at disc golfing. Um, and that's because my husband was into disc golfing. Everything in the relationship, because he was very controlling in that way. And he, you know, he had a tight grip on who I was interacting with and, and how often. And, you know, now that I am recovering and I, I do have some friends that, struggle with codependency and are in toxic relationships and and I they tell me that their husbands don't want me around um you know or their husband feels threatened by me and of course they do because I'm breaking that reality and I'm you know I'm 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 taking that veil off I'm tearing it down for these people you know these these women and it's not just women men you know I have people who, you know, reach out to me that are men that are codependent. I don't really know a lot of codependent men, but there are codependent men. It's not just women. I know a lot of codependent women that significant others feel threatened by me. I don't play into their delusions and isolation games. So these are the six signs that your relationship may be codependent. And I just wanted to share a little bit of my uh, thoughts and, you know, stories behind those. And if you have any questions or concerns or if this rings a bell for you, I would love to hear from you. You can you can send me a message at on my Instagram at Beatrice underscore spills the beans. Again, that's Beatrice underscore spills the beans. So if you enjoyed this episode, what I'd really love for you to do is share it with a friend who you think would get some value out of it. And remember, awareness sparks growth, my friend. Thank you for hanging out with me, B. While I'm finding out how to be me, I hope I empower you to be you.